Hello and welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm Sam Wilkin, Brussels news editor, and today we're going to talk about big tech after several big beasts, including Apple's Tim Cook, came to a conference here last week to talk about GDPR and the need for US regulation. We've been watching it closely, as well as our Brussels tech reporter, Cynthia Krutz, Vesela Kladicheva came over from London and Amy Miller came from San Francisco. Amy and Cynthia are here with me now. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, Cynthia, first of all, tell us why this conference is so important. Well, yes, this is an, um, it was an annual conference of, of privacy commissioners, um, which just happened to be in Brussels this year. There were about 1,400 delegates um, gathered in both Brussels and Sofia, so it's quite a big number. And at the same time, uh, it came as GDPR, the European Data Protection Rules, came into force five months ago. So it was quite an uh, important moment, the, for- the first time that they all gathered after this uh, took effect. And um, Amy, we saw some big fish from California make an appearance for the first time. Um, mentioned Apple's Tim Cook already. Who else was there and... And does this mean they're taking things more seriously now than they were in the past? Uh, Yeah, in addition to Cook, there was Google's Sundar Pichai and uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg. And yeah, I think it does mean they're taking taking EU regulations uh, more seriously than before. I've covered privacy conferences um, for years, and this is the first time I've seen CEOs show up at a privacy conference, even if just by video messaging. Um, So yeah, I think it's definitely a signal that privacy has become... uh, top on their minds yeah now um uh, zuckerberg and pichai sort of sent video messages is that right that's remotely? right and tim cook actually came in person which is it, have we ever had that before a ceo coming to a privacy conference not that i've seen he was quite a powerful keynote speaker uh he he was uh used the occasion to really differentiate apple's business model from facebook and google's uh, behavioral advertising model yeah, this is what I found really interesting was, was Tim Cook's speech seemed to actually be quite, you know, go against this whole business model of, of data as currency and using data to serve personalized ads. This whole sort of this, this economy that underpins the whole, um, the whole big tech world. And I'd never heard somebody from one of those big tech companies take a stand against it before. Why, why did he do that? Yes, um, he even went as far as to call it surveillance. Uh, no other word for it. And I think he did it de- definitely as a, as a, as a marketing strategy, um, as a way to differentiate Apple from, from Google and Facebook and to say, we care more about your privacy than these other companies. We're not just going to sell your data to line our pockets or to, to uh, pad our bottom line. It's, that's not how we're going to make our money. We're going to make our money by the, the quality of the products that we sell, not, not by what you're doing online. Yeah, and I suppose sort of Apple, as, as opposed to Facebook and Google, has quite a, a big hardware business as well that it can rely on Absolutely. But, it, but it does also rely a lot on the ecosystem of data that's what keeps people wanting new smartphones and they also have their own sort of software products as well so it's very interesting to to hear him say that but um zuckerberg and pichai also i mean not in such strong terms but they also said there's a need for more regulation didn't they absolutely they called for they said they're willing to work with eu regulators they called for a national privacy law in the u.s um they conceded they have work to do but at the same time they also defended their advertising models they said people want these services to be free they want good ads and they didn't give any kind of indication or any hint that they were uh, planning to change their business model in any way, shape, or form. Right. So they really use it as an occasion to defend how they, how they operate. Yeah. 
and and Cynthia, looking at the reaction from regulators around the world, how how was this message received? Well, I guess they would still welcome those big CEOs coming to to Brussels and, and addressing their crowd, basically. Uh, but they were critical at the same time. For example, the UK's um, privacy commissioner, um, she was quite sceptical. The same um, goes for the president of the French regulator. She said that uh, global privacy rules are even a dream and could probably never be achieved. So they maybe they failed to convince them. And is there a movement towards, I mean, obviously the EU has, has the GDPR, the General Data Protection Regulation, which has been in force for about five months. Um, there are questions over how effective it is in being enforced. But, but beyond that, are other regulators around the world looking to replicate GDPR or at least to strengthen their own privacy rules in the wake of all the scandals we've had over the last year? Yeah, there are certainly some uh, movements in, in that area. Brazil recently adopted a similar regulation, privacy rules. Um, the same goes for China. They adopted this uh, Cybersecurity Act. So I guess it's part of a global trend. But at the same time, there were some concerns from some of the speakers that said that um, some major economies in Asia, they're still not, you know, they're still lagging behind. So even though there are some, like, there are good movements, this is still not um, a global trend necessarily. Amy, obviously the US is the biggest market, you know, the world's biggest economy, it's mm. the most users for, uh, for many of these services. How are we looking in terms of a U.S. privacy regulation? I think the battle in the U.S. is going to be over the California Consumer Privacy Act, which is a sweeping new uh, law that could affect their bottom line and how much data they can collect on consumers. And Facebook and Google and other tech companies have been really pushing to change that law. And what they're hoping is that they can get Congress to pass a national law that's going to preempt these state laws like California's. And the question is, is the federal law going to um, just be a preemption law that's just going to stop states from taking any action, or is it going to actually have some teeth? And um, I think people have expressed, and I believe that they said, Google and Facebook both said, you know, we're going to have to have a law with some, with some actual teeth. It can't be just a preemption law. But that's, that's the question on a lot of people's minds, and that's, that's the battle going forward. Yeah, and do we know what they're lobbying for behind closed doors, these tech companies? Uh, I think they're going to be lobbying to weaken the law, but I don't know actually the specifics just yet. It doesn't take effect until 2020, so it, we've got a couple of years to uh, see how it all rolls out. But um, right now we, we know that they're in, in Sacramento pushing to, to perhaps tweak this law more to their liking. Well, two years is a very long time in politics and a very long time in tech as well. I mean, who knows what, what could happen before then. Absolutely. Um, Cynthia, just let's swing back to Europe quickly. Um, there's a risk of these tech titans overshadowing the other important discussions that are going on at the moment. So, so briefly, what else is on the agenda or, or what else was on the agenda you know, last week? Uh, well, this year's theme was ethics. There were some closed uh, sessions, but also some public sessions, as well as side events where we all went to. And some of those events were about AI and the future, basically. And as you can see with the work of the current European Commission, they already start looking into the ethical side of AI. Um, I guess because Europe, again, wants to be at the forefront of those developments and maybe hopes that other regions around the world take over the same uh, rules if they ever come into force. So I think something to look out for is what Europe is going to produce in terms of um, ethical guidelines. 
I think AI is going to be the big uh, focal point moving forward. That was the, the main theme of this conference, and they were emphasizing, trying to build trust, saying we're, we're going to handle this data ethically, um, we're going to be transparent about it, uh, but it's a wait-and-see approach. Um, they all, Facebook was saying they were using AI to try to catch uh, hackers or people doing bad things on, on Facebook, and then Tim Cook laid out a theory, a, a series of guidelines for how AI should be uh, handled. Uh, he once again took that as an opportunity to ding um, Google and Facebook's uh, data collection practices. So I think that's that's the space that people are going to be focusing on in the future and taking a more close look at is what are the ethics behind some of these uh, practices that they're implementing in technologies like AI. Yeah, and definitely a contentious issue because not only does it run on the same data economy. As, as all the other business models at the moment, but all the you know, concerns about uh, just how much AI can learn about us and how much it can... You know. Right. There are these, these, these uh, devices in your home now, and Facebook just launched this portal that's going to be in your home, and you know, you can, it's going to follow you and you can talk. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little scary <laughs> so, for some people. Well, that is a good place to wrap up. Um, we'll be keeping an eye on these developments, of course. Um, Amy and Cynthia, thank you and goodbye. Thanks. Thank you. And I'll just remind everyone at home to please subscribe to our podcasts on your preferred platform if you want to hear more from our reporters around the world. I'm Sam Wilkin, MLEX's Brussels news editor. Bye for now.